Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request and I'm your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode 26, which means I've been doing this for six months now, which is crazy. Uh, let me explain my situation right now. I'm eating lemon, I don't know, lemon iced Girl Scout cookies with a lime LaCroix. A lot of citrus happening. I'm a big fan. <laughs> that's has nothing to do with anything. Uh, just thought I'd fill you in. Girl Scout cookie season is always a dangerous season. Am I right? So many cookies in my cabinet right now. Um, this episode is my friend Billy. I've known Billy for years. He plays bass with me. Uh, we lived together in my first apartment when I was 18. We'll talk a little bit about that. I had to delete a lot of stuff because we went off on a few tangents about when we lived together and stuff like that. And playing terrible gigs at places you would never expect to have live music at. Which we'll talk about that too. But uh, really great interview and it's amazing to see uh, the the personal growth and vulnerability um, that Billy has displayed over the last uh, little while and and you know being friends with him for so long I've got to kind of see him come out of his shell a little more as, as cheesy as that sentence is uh, it, was, it was really an honor and I'll talk more about that at the end of the episode but I don't want to hold you back because ain't nothing more exciting than a little bit of Willie P that's what I call him by the way so without further ado here's the interview with my friend Billy Hi. Welcome. Thanks. Um, I'm actually excited about this because, I don't know, you, you keep to yourself. Yeah, you're excited <laughs> about this because we've known each other for 20 years or something like that. Yeah. Yet, I something bet you don't know a lot about me. That's true. Other than music. Sometimes I forget you have a sibling. Yeah, I've got a sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's start there because okay. she's younger than you. Right? Yeah, she's yeah. three years younger. Um but so you're born, only child. Parents are married? Yep. Parents are married. Both your parents work? Yes. At the time? Yes. What does your mom and dad do? Um, so my dad has been always in some sort of painting. Like uh, he built paint booths for automotive factories. He painted cars. Is it typically automotive painting? Uh, well, <laughs> he painted bathtubs for a while. Okay. Uh, but never like horrible painting houses. No, okay. I don't think he ever painted houses. It's okay. always been in some sort of automotive, industrial painting. Yeah. Okay. Does he, does he did he have any weird colored cars growing up? Um, I feel like I would go nuts with that if I. Did, if yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if he did. I know he had like he was all excited because he had like three or four GTOs. Oh, nice. That he would talk about when I was younger. Yeah. And he's like, then you were born. I yeah. sell. Then kids came along. And <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Uh, so my dad bought a like an old S10 that didn't work when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. And the plan was to fix it up together and father son car? Yeah. And then it was going to be yours? Yeah, it was going to be mine. That did not work at all. <laughs> he worked too much and I had no interest yeah. in doing that, you which didn't is a shame. Build I build a car? Yeah. At that age? <laughs> I wish I would have now, yeah. but uh but my, you wouldn't be the bass player it. you are today. Yeah, yeah, because then all my time would have been in the garage fixing the car and not playing guitar. Do you think your dad watched Home Improvement and got that idea? <laughs> that's very well, yeah, very well could have. It's like I could be like Tim the Tool Man, too. right? Um, anyway, sorry, I got off track there. Uh, what does your mom do? Uh, she worked at a bank for a long time. She's just done whatever okay. job there was available. Yeah. She worked. Uh, She's like secretary at a law firm for a while. So mom and dad are working. Mm-hmm. Do you have, who's watching you as you're, as a kid? Before, uh, like when you're, even before your sister's around. So my mom didn't work for a little bit. Okay. Um, and we had, then when she decided to go back to work, I don't know who this person was, but we had a babysitter. <laughs> she would drop us off at before she went to work and pick us up after. Okay. I have no idea where that is, That's who the funny. lady was. You don't remember her name or anything? Nope. Nothing. That's funny. Yep. I have no idea. I used to have. I used to be babysit by Mrs. Kelly. Oh yeah, that's all I know about her. Old lady named Mrs. Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> I I do remember not liking it very much. Yeah. That I thought it was extremely boring. Um, do you remember your sister being born? I don't. Okay, yeah, because you would have been on three, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember yeah. back that far <laughs> at all. So as far as you remember, it's just always been you two. Yeah, 
what were your what's your guys' relationship? Growing um, up? it wasn't great when we were young. That's the same age me and my brother are apart. Yeah, I'm curious. She uh, <laughs> well because I wanted to go like outside and ride my bike all over the neighborhood. Well, yeah. she was three years younger. She wasn't allowed to go more than like two or three houses away. Yeah. So then I was trapped. Oh, because you were then, watching her. Yeah. <laughs> And then when she started to make her own friends, then I was like, yeah, you just go play with the neighbors next door. I'm going to be gone until it's dark. Fair enough. Yeah. Adolescence. Yeah. Growing up, everything yep. good. Yeah, it was, it was good. Normal. Just run the streets all the time. Yeah. Until I hear my dad whistle, then it was time to come home. Yeah. So you were, you said this earlier. I don't know. Well, I guess we were recording, but whatever. <laughs> the, you said like the neighborhood. Yeah, got Dan from the neighborhood. Yeah, because yeah, that uh, and Terry Queen lived back yeah, there. Yeah, we had a lot of kids. But that was like a thing, though. Like you guys all kind of hung out with each other. Yeah, because yeah, it, it did seem like that was like if you lived there, you, everybody. Yeah, everyone. We may not have all been like the best of friends or anything, yeah. but there was always this, and even now, like when I run into Terry, which him and I we're not friends. We haven't yeah. kept in contact, but if we see each other, we're like, Hey, what's up, man? From the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a mutual respect there. That's so I funny. guess. Yeah. yeah. Anything, anything remarkable? Uh, I mean, that's where, cause we met in high school. Yeah. So in the neighborhood is where I learned to skateboard. Yeah, skateboard. Cause punk rock music. all the kids in the neighborhood skateboarded. Yeah. We all listen to punk rock. Uh, Tim actually had a bass and showed me my first bass line. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Timmy Robinson. Yep. That was cool. Yeah. Um, um, did you do that too? The whole skateboard scene, like to watch the VHS oh, yeah. tapes. Yeah. You'd watch, useless you'd watch the video, get all pumped up, yeah. go out and skate and suck real bad. <laughs> that's what would happen. Yes. Um, <laughs> so before I move on after high school, when we moved in together, yeah. <laughs> Is there, is there anything else from high school or middle school or um, your parents are still together? Yeah. My parents are still together. So nothing crazy there. No, nothing crazy there. Yeah. I met, uh, I kind of quit hanging out with the kids in the neighborhood around middle school, like late middle school. Cause that's when I became friends with like Brad and Jimmy. Yeah. Maybe and that's the, all my weekends were spent. I wonder if that's the either formula. of them. Like you can finally leave your area yeah <laughs> like someone has a car yeah that's it, yeah yeah it's ride my bike over to brad's house yeah Never thought all the that. time fair enough yeah it was fun times um you're gonna go, just one band in high school were you in multiple like oh well that made a cd only one band that made a only CD. one band that made oh, a no, cd well, <laughs> that's not entirely true is it is that uh nope what was the what was the band with chris hag that was after high school. That was right after high school. Okay. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Oh, Between the Sheets. Yeah, oh God, <laughs> I got one of so those stupid. CDs. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Good times. It was It was good times because it was with Chris Hag and uh, and Ron, Ron Ludwell. Oh, was he bass? No. He played, he played guitar? Yeah. But Ron didn't listen to that kind of music at all. So he would come over and play metal riffs, <laughs> and then I'd play punk rock bass. Enter Dustin Kring. I know, right? And uh, Dustin actually grew up in the neighborhood, down the street from me. Oh, when did he move over to Dvorak? I have no idea. Oh, okay, because that's the only house I remember him living yeah. in. That's he lived funny. at the beginning of my street. Huh. I didn't. I didn't know yep. idea. He's one of the neighborhood kids. Yeah, he is. It's crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> and he went to my elementary school. Really? It's weird that you didn't. Well, we both went to Pine Knob. Oh, did you go to Pine Knob? Yeah. Oh, never mind. You went to my elementary school. I just didn't yeah. know you in elementary. That's crazy. So we went to elementary together, and you I were only a year so. older than me. Yeah. Wow. I, that's wild. Yeah. I had no idea. That Neither did I. That's and crazy. And you grew up in the neighborhood with my brother's best friends at that time, too. Yeah, yeah. that's weird that just we never knew yeah. each other. <laughs> I mean, there, so there's a chance that I had hung out with your brother and didn't even know it. Yeah. Because I... I mean, I knew who well, he, he was when I got into high school. Everybody knew who he was in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that got me out of a couple things. Yeah. Like, there's a couple people that wanted to, like, beat my ass. Mm-hmm. They knew who my brother knowing, was. Uh, knowing Terry mm-hmm. got me out of a few things from time to time. It's good to know crazy, yeah. violent people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, I guess. High school was weird. Yeah. Um, so you're in... Uh, that's where I was going with that. That's where I got off track. Yeah. Yeah, so is that when you really started getting into like playing music? 
was high school? Um, yeah, I got my bass when I was in ninth grade. Okay. And then uh, that's when I met Scott. Scott Miller. Yeah, Scott Miller and I had had a math class together, and I saw all. I remember seeing all the patches on his backpack for like Pennywise, No Effects, and I was like, "Oh, I love those bands." Yeah. Who are you? That's awesome. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I've got a band. Come to my birthday party." And I remember seeing their band. Who's in that band? I'm intrigued. It was Scott and Aaron. And John Shorsh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember what they were called, though. I only know... Joy of Neglect, maybe? Oh, my God. That sounds familiar. Maybe that's what it was. That was, that would have been around the same time that Punk Monkey was a band yep. with Mike Simonson. I remember <laughs> I remember watching them practice at uh, Rob's. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Punk, punk bands in high school. I only want to like, spend a minute talking about it because... That's when you started playing music, mm-hmm. and music's obviously been like influential in your life. Oh, it's been huge. And, like now, it's <laughs> even more so than ever. Now, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Based on like stuff you sent me and everything. Yeah. Um, so you're playing with Bramley. You joined Bramley. Well, they kind of kicked John out. <laughs> John out. You joined in, and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I was just wanting to play music with my new friends. John's sitting somewhere listening to this, carving your name into a table. I, him and I have talked about it since. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder about that because I was a replacement lead singer. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I felt bad. And I'm, I would think he would, would have been pretty upset. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, so I joined them and we got Chris Palmer in and we were a punk band for like f- three or four years. And you guys are all still alive. We are. Yes, we are all still alive as of right now. Yeah. We were all still alive. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So you start playing music. You guys, uh, I was a big fan of you guys. So yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It's weird to look back and think of like how I was a fan of the high school punk band. Yeah, that's um, weird to hear, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because it was just, you know, it's such a, it's such like a scene where the more you can get in with like the band themselves or like find out about stuff before other people, mm-hmm. like the cooler it is. Yeah. That was, that was the goal all the time. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and then you and I were in a band together in high school. Yeah. What, we, what so band were we in together? How do you not remember this? I don't know. I block it out was a lot of stuff. <laughs> me and you and Ian and Scott. And we played one song at like a school talent show or battle of the bands or something. When, it was in the auditorium. Chris broke a string, or Aaron broke a string, because Bramley was playing. So we weren't actually in a band. <laughs> no, we were. We had had a few practices. We had, I'm so we had songs. By this, and you don't remember this at all. No. And you got up on stage, and I called Ian up, and Ian took someone's guitar, and we played the one song while Chris was changing his guitar string. What? Yep. Well, so high school ends. Um, you make the terrible decision to move in with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a terrible decision. Um, well, just it to, wasn't the greatest. To decision. give everyone a perspective here, you were working at Bowman, right? Yep. So I was a you, porter at a Bowman. Porter. Can you explain the job description of a porter? You wash cars. You fill them with gas. <laughs> okay. That's that's literally about it. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and then I was, I think I was working at Outback Steakhouse. Like, I just got a job bussing tables there. I thought you worked at Blockbuster. Oh, I might have still been at Blockbuster when we got the apartment. And then I Maybe. quit I don't quickly thereafter. <laughs> yeah. It was a short-lived apartment um, experience. Yeah. That was, a, that was a disaster. So, we moved in together. I stopped being able to pay rent because I stopped working, stopped going to school. Yeah. <laughs> kind of party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that happened. Yeah. And you started dating Stephanie, mm-hmm. and then you guys moved out. Yep. Um, and then we'll branch off, so I'm not part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you guys move in with was it John? Is that yeah, his name? John, who worked at Bowman with you? Yep. He was a sales guy. Yep. I lived with him for just about a year. Yeah. Until <laughs> until he made the bad decision of saying something about one of Steph's friends. Ah. And then she went off on him, and I got kicked out. But, I mean, he deserved it, though. I mean, he 
he was being kind of a jerk. He was a sassy guy. He was he was a sassy lad. <laughs> he had a lot of sass. Yeah. Uh, and so what is happening? Where do you move? What's going on with you and Stephanie at this point? Because you've been together like almost a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years at that point. Um, and then do you ever, is school ever on your radar? So I went to school right after high school. Okay, you But did. it was not the right time. Oh, because yeah, all. you were out of high school for a year before yeah. you moved, we moved. Mm-hmm. So what did you do that first year? We skipped over that completely. I just worked. I just wanted to enter I, your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I worked with Jimmy laying brick patios oh, okay. for people. It was a great job. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but it was like three days a week for five or six hours a day. It was enough for uh, gas and food and extracurricular activities. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Yeah. So what? Uh, and skateboarded and played a lot of music. Did you? You went to school for like a semester then? Yeah. Then? Was yeah. that just like at OCC? OCC. Oakland Community College. Yes, Oakland Community College. I've gotten some call outs on that. Um, <laughs> People are like, I don't live there. I don't know what that is. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, sorry. I hated uh, it, though. I absolutely hated yeah, it. Same. <laughs> I still don't. When I had to go back, I still did not like it. So when you had to go back? Yeah. Forced yourself to? We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're you're moved out of living with John. Mm-hmm. You're with Steph. Yep. What's life like? Uh, let's see. Life was go work at Bowman. Go, let me see. I was playing music with Chris Hag. And Mike and Ron then. This is when Between the Sheets yeah. is a thing? Yep. Okay. And uh, then we'd go, I'd practice with them two days a week or something like that, and then play a show once a month for, I don't know, a year maybe? Yeah. Are you doing anything with Bowman, or are you just doing Porter I stuff was just still? a Porter until I got my next job, which was balancing automotive parts. That sounds a little more tricky. Um, like with a laser? With like a drill I don't and a lathe. And, <laughs> yeah, you're just like removing metal from a big heavy chunk of metal. Okay. Drilling holes in it, welding, stuff like that. Oh, it so... It's not... <laughs> I relate this to Pinewood Derby cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, because Pinewood Derby cars in Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, whatever, had to be like a certain weight. Mm. And you had to shave out a bottom piece of the wood on the bottom and put these weights in there and like... Yeah. Punch holes in the weights and stuff just to make it it exactly like weighted evenly. Yeah. So it would go the fastest. Yep. Okay. So you're doing that on a large scale. (laughs) Yeah. I would take like a a rotor, like the thing your brake pads grab, and balance that. So when it would spin, it would spin true and not wobble, wobble, and you wouldn't feel it. Yeah. Interesting. We would take like rejected parts from the line and do it. So looking back, like those first few years out of high school, do you feel like you were just kind of like floating by like you're playing some music you're working these jobs pretty much okay pretty much the the only reason i stuck with the uh the balancing job was uh it really good benefits yeah i didn't make very much but the benefits were amazing did your parents have much money growing up no no it was pretty much paycheck to paycheck was it something like you like was obviously known in your house or oh yeah because my dad would my parents would go to like nine to five their jobs. Yeah. And then after work, my dad would come home and work in the garage on uh, painting or fixing someone's car, body work. Or, oh, like a second yeah. job, essentially. Yeah. So okay. he would do that pretty much every day. Okay. So did that? what did that do to your work ethic? Did it like, I'm going to work hard and make money, or was it like, fuck everybody? No, it was <laughs> like, I don't want to have to work that much yeah. just to put food on the table. And yeah keep a roof over my head that's that doesn't seem like a it doesn't seem like any kind of life to have yeah if if all you do is just work all the time it's it's terrible but you i mean i'm i'm assuming things but you kind of found yourself doing that right at, right out right of high school at least when you're uh, younger because you're just you're working you're playing music yeah but music was music was fun yeah it wasn't till you called well, were you making money that music stopped being fun <laughs> how dare you <laughs> Were you making money off music? Like the no. shows and stuff? No, not till you called. What is that? Oh, to the, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. You were my worst gig from, ever. When I came back from L.A. Yeah. It started ruining your life. I was terrible. Um, well, that's not till 06. Yeah. We got a few years. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, what are you doing like for that time? What You get the job at the balancing? Get, yeah. So, and that was nice because it was, it was in Lake Orion. 
So okay. it was a quick drive. Uh, yeah, it was a quick drive. It was easy job. Where I had a lot that? of responsibility. What's that? Where was that? It was right on 24. Like, what is it called? It was called Shank. Okay. I don't know if they're still called Shank. I wasn't Shank. sure if that was Odyssey. Do you know no, Odyssey? Okay. I don't remember Odyssey. Yep, it was so fun. It was a good job. Yeah. The money wasn't good, but the benefits were great. Good 401k and health insurance. So that's cool. That I mean, that's something's got to be there where that's even on your radar. Yeah. Uh, like, that was Steph. Okay. Yeah. She was like, we got to plan for the future, plan ahead a little more. So she was like, yeah, because she already had, she'd already had a job where she was, uh, respected, made good money, had decent benefits. Yeah. She was already in that world. And I certainly was not. Okay. So, yeah, I was wondering where that came from. Cause I was like, well, if that wasn't like from growing up, yeah, it, it, it wasn't from growing up. <laughs> I didn't know about 401ks or even care what they were until way later. In life, yeah. So me either. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you got good benefits. Yep. And then, um, let's see, played music with as many people as I could. Yeah. And uh, then it came time for Steph and I to start talking about having a kid because she had some problems, like endometriosis. and. This is before you guys even got married? Yeah. Oh, okay. The talk had started even before we got married. Okay. And uh, that's not why we got married by yeah, any no. means. But uh, it was shortly after that that we decided to have to start trying. Oh, okay. Because it was kind of the longer you wait, the yeah. less likely it's going to happen. Well, because your wedding was the first thing I came to when I moved back from California. Oh, really? It was 06, right? You guys... yeah. 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 Um. So before your wedding, you guys are talking about having kids because mm-hmm. Stephanie's having health problems. Yeah. She's had a few endometriosis surgeries by then Jeez. like i want to say five or six yeah that's crazy yeah she's had quite a few either. of them so what's that like i mean you guys are together for five years yeah. by that point five right? years before so we decided together, to get married quite a while yeah um it's still pretty it feels pretty young to have to be like that guy who the one you love is going through some like serious medical shit yeah it sucked it was it was scary i was worried about her all the time and she would just randomly be in a ton of pain and just like doubled over on the floor it was rough that's crazy and there's nothing i could do other than just be there yeah so she has surgeries you guys decide to get married Mm -hmm. um before you even get married you're already trying to have a kid no we have talked about it okay like i i i knew that the window of opportunity for this was going to be small yeah but we were not ready when we started talking about it. It was just kind of putting it in our heads that this is something that's going to happen soon. Okay. Uh, so you guys get married. Mm-hmm. Things are, I mean, how's her health right after that? Um, is it stabilized still, at all? Or? I mean, so she would have a surgery and then have about a year yeah. where things weren't so bad. And then she could feel it coming on again. And it would come pretty quick. Like once she felt it within five or six months, I want to say okay. it'd be time for another surgery. Jeez. And are you still doing the balancing job? Yep. I still work there. Oh. Um, let's see. At that point, uh, right after we got married, I joined Tenley. Another band. Another band. <laughs> That's how I like mark everything in my life yeah. is who I'm playing music with at that point. That's cool though. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's a, I mean, as you might know at the time, but I I'm, I know you figured out at least later that that's like some form of therapy for you. Is, oh God, is yeah. Playing music, yeah, um, and yeah, it's great. Actually, I think I was in Tenley outlet. before we got married. Yeah, I was a little bit before we got married. I okay. reluctantly joined that band. <laughs> who is anybody I know in that band? Uh, Dan Bernard. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a, I'm a terrible band member. <laughs> And they, and I told them all that too. What does that mean? I don't like to practice. Oh, okay. At all. <laughs> yeah, that's not good for a band. It's terrible for a band. <laughs> but I I have a really good memory. Yeah. And a really good muscle memory for when I learn a song. It's pretty hard for me to forget it. Yeah. And then within just a few notes, I usually remember. Yeah, I can vouch for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How long were you with Timley? God, 
over five years. Wow. Yeah. Do they record anything? Yeah. We have, uh, we recorded every song we'd ever written, but I think we put out one CD. I was going to say, did you put out yeah. albums? Yeah. Okay. One, and I think it was just called Tenley. And then we put like an EP that had three or four songs called Big City. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it was great. So when, how long are you married before you have Peyton? Um, probably about a year and a half. Kids getting old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just turned twelve. That's crazy. It is. Um, yeah. So, so you start trying to have kid pretty much right after you're getting married. Yeah, pretty. And then she pretty gets soon pregnant after. within yeah. that year. Yeah, like right away. Time. Okay. Nice. Yep. And, and then, then <laughs> uh, and then right after she got pregnant is when you called. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the worst musical time of my life was yeah cover songs and bars no no not don't you can't say bars <laughs> restaurants one, one was a bar <laughs> one was a bar and then there was joe's crab shack ah joe's crab shack which, which is, is funny deep. like i look back fondly on that just because you know at some point you don't give a fuck oh yeah i and then you're still like walking out with money mm-hmm. um you didn't come with me to Ann Arbor, right? No. Because no. I would go play the Joe's Crab Shack in Ann Arbor. Nope. Because they'd give me like 200 bucks, and I'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I I had to weigh it out. I think you offered. Yeah. But and I had to weigh it Ann out, Arbor. like that awful drive to Ann Arbor. Yeah. And then play A these... miserable time for four hours yeah. playing songs that I don't even like all that much. <laughs> but hanging out with you, which was awesome. Matchbox 20 and Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally hear the audience like yell out things like fuel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I was uh I was an asshole back then in the way of uh well probably for a number of reasons, but I think what we do sixty forty or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was money. I needed it. Yeah. What'd you have a kid on the way or something? Yeah, I had a kid on the way. <laughs> uh so we're playing shows together. Mm-hmm. I think the worst show I ever played was at Joe's Crab Shack when <laughs> We got asked to turn it down so many times mm-hmm. that no volume came out of my amp. It was either one was too loud or nothing. Yeah. That was one of the last shows I ever played in a bar. Um, it was at Clarkston Tap. Okay. And I got at, I stood next to the pull tab machine. Yep. And I got asked to turn down to the point where I had turned everything off. <laughs> and so I just packed everything up and walked That's out. awesome. Is that your worst gig? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that place. That was like, they were the only place that was going to, that was giving me anything. Because, uh, you know, when you do that, and I don't think people understand this from, like, unless they play out in music. But, you know, you go to these places especially if it's a weekly gig, mm-hmm. like as much as that's cool, you have a weekly gig. Like it also, it's a double-edged sword because you're not going to bring people out every week. No, certainly not. Like, I don't care how good your friends are. They're not going to come hear you play the same fucking 40 <laughs> songs every Thursday. Uh, no, they're definitely not. <laughs> um, especially if it's up in like Holly, like I was playing Blackthorn pub regularly mm-hmm. and then they're like, you're not bringing anybody out anymore. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> like, <laughs> What do you, I mean, I don't know what you expect here, like driving up to Holly and uh, to so hear the same guy play the yeah. same songs every week. So it I, just I doesn't work. I lost that gig and I got my new job at the same time, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna stop playing at bars. Yeah, because it's just. Um, anyway, yeah. so we're playing music together. Yep. So we're you're, Steph's you're, pregnant. Yeah, you got a pregnant wife. Yep. We were living in Lake Orion. Yep. So then you and I quit playing together. Because I, yeah, I remember telling you I'm done at Tappers. Yeah. And then I think we were both done at Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. I don't think they asked us yeah. to come back <laughs> after a while. We asked back, yeah. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so we had Peyton and things got really rough months after we had Peyton. Like financially? Financially. Yeah. I took a 5% pay cut at work Ouch. and I already wasn't making that much. Yeah. And uh, the shop moved from Lake Orion to Detroit. Ooh. Yeah. So you so, paying an extra 5% in gas. Yeah. <laughs> so all my money went to uh, gas and insurance. I mean, that's why I kept the job because the insurance was so great. Yeah. So. Your guys' parents helping out? 
no. with the kid? Well, not uh, financially, but yeah. like watching Peyton. Yeah. yeah, they would watch Peyton during the day. Uh, Steph's parents, okay. not mine. Um, but we had to pay for that. It wasn't cheap. It was cheaper than taking her to daycare. Yeah. But we still had to pay, which was fine. I mean, yeah. Steph's mom quit her job to watch Peyton while yeah. we were working. Yeah. So she quit her job great. for another job. Yeah, she quit her job for another job. <laughs> yeah. So she needed money. Yeah. Um, yeah, so once we realized that we didn't make enough money, I joined a working cover band that you got me in. Oh, yeah. God. Remember? The Justice Band. Oh, Justice Band. Yep. Joined <laughs> them and practiced once a week and played just about every Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. It was decent money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I brought home probably about three to 500 a weekend. Nice. Playing with them. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, not at all. It was super easy. It was terrible yeah i was gonna say and you we, we were really really good <laughs> yeah. but i hated it and they were also much older than me they were all yeah. in their 50s and 60s yeah like they were all retired like this is this is all i got <laughs> they're just having fun being retired and i'm like oh yeah. i gotta work my normal stupid job and then do this until 1 or 2 a.m yeah and then go home and take care of a kid that didn't sleep was yeah. sick all the time yeah, it was rough for a Why while. Why your kid was sick all the time? Oh, she was always sick. And she didn't sleep through the night until she was like three. Jeez, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> she was a pain in the ass. She's awesome, but she was a pain in the ass. And then what's going on with Steph health-wise during all that? Um, is she like, after the kid, does she kind of level out? Cause uh, a little bit. It's all in that same area of the body. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit she did for, I believe, for a few years. But then it was right back to surgeries eventually. Jeez. I think she had two or three more after Peyton was born before she had a hysterectomy. Um, I'm going to switch subjects real okay. quick. What, uh, what is your relationship like with your sister after you guys graduate high school? So up until high school, um, we were like in two separate worlds. Yeah. And then when she got into high school uh, as a freshman, I was a senior. So it was... Hey, there's my little sister. Let's go mess with her and her friends. Yeah, yeah. And things things got better between us. Now things are really well. Do you how often? Because I don't think maybe like a couple shows that your entire family came to. But other than that, like I was thinking about that before you came over. I don't know if I've spent more than like five minutes talking to your sister, which is crazy to me because yeah. I've known you for ever. Yeah. Um, I don't. know. She's always been really quiet. Okay. Yeah, we haven't hung out a ton. We have a we have a good relationship. Like, yeah. if I need something, I can call her. I can call and talk to her about anything. Yeah. And then, I love her kids. How many kids does she? Have? Uh, she has two. She just had a son named okay. Finn. Finn. Yeah. He's super cool. She's a Star Wars fan. Maybe. <laughs> I kind of think it might be uh, her baby daddy. Oh. Well. I'm going to assume it's uh, based on Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just wasn't sure if you guys, when you got out of the, like, older brother thing. or uh, <laughs> That took a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we're, I look at her as more of an equal. Yeah. It took a long time for her not to look, for me to not look at her as my annoying little sister. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think me and my brother are still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, all right, you have a three-year-old, you're finally sleeping. Yeah. You took some pay cuts. Yep. You're driving to Detroit. Yeah. Things aren't great. Nope, things aren't great, but life was pretty good, minus okay. not making enough money, but yeah. I feel like people think that all the time. Yeah. No matter how much you make. Yeah, that's one of the things about having a kid that scares the shit mm-hmm. out of me, the financial part of it. It's, <laughs> it's amazing how you can make it work. Yeah. Well, I always go back to, and this is like a stupid analogy, but at the same time, it's not. Um, I smoked cigarettes for, you know, 10 years, smoked yeah. a pack a day. You always had them. I loved them. Yeah. I could get cigarettes. I was eating, when I was in LA, I was eating like two for a dollar corn dogs for my food because I couldn't <laughs> afford anything else, but I could still somehow buy a $5 pack of cigarettes every always. day. Um, so like, if you need money, you will find ways to get that money. Absolutely. Uh, 
like especially as an addict but so i imagine that translates as a parent because you want that being oh 100 i mean that's and live that's why because of peyton is why i joined that cover band like the the fact that you called me was like hey i've got this cover band i'm thinking of auditioning for they also need a bass player i was like this timing is perfect because if they work as much as you say they do and then i went and saw them and they were really good yeah i was like yeah this this will work if I can. And I was like, "Cool, I'm glad you like people. it. I don't want to do this." Yeah, you were. I'm <laughs> I, so mad. Too. I ghosted their emails and everything. Yeah, they yeah. asked about you. I remember. I was like, "I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if he lives around here anymore." <laughs> I think you moved to Florida or something. Yeah. What? Uh, when does your job change? Um. So, I think Peyton is like four three or four and we're living in an apartment in Auburn Hills. Yeah. I and, was living there too. <laughs> yeah. And I went to my boss and said, uh, I want more responsibility here so I can make more money. What do I need to do to make this happen? And he was kind of a dick. And so I went home that day and talked to Steph and it's like, I think I need to go back to school because I just, like we had talked about, I went to him yeah. and he was a dick about it. So we got to do something. So we talked about it and I decided that I would go back to school to be an automotive technician. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I did that for two years living in that apartment and got good grades, hated every second of it, but I'd been working on cars my entire life. Yeah. And my dad was doing it, taught me stuff. Uh, and then shortly after that, after I finished that two year certificate or whatever it is, I got state certified as a mechanic, got a job and I got a call from Steph's brother. Hey, why don't you come in for an interview? I can guarantee you'll get this job. Okay. And nice. that's, that's how I got it. And what is that job? Um, I update software in, this is the job you currently, yeah, have. this is the job I currently yeah. have. Um, I update software in new model year vehicles. Okay. Um, what's happening at home during this? Um, things were good for a long time. Uh, money made everything a lot easier Yeah. because I more than doubled what I was making before. Well, you guys moved out of the apartment. Yeah. We moved out of the apartment and rented a house in Clarkston. Um, things seemed good. For there's a really the, long time. There's a house off like Big Lake Road or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and back, in the winter, it was, it was just a sheet oh, of ice. It was rough. <laughs> I remember getting stranded back there for three days and I'd call into work because the road. You literally. I lived on a live. hill. Yeah. And you had to go up a hill to get out. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got stranded for three days because yeah. everything was ice. I remember Steph would post pictures. Yep. And it just, yeah, it just looked like. You guys lived in a fucking snow globe in Canada. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. I remember there were times when I had to park my car a street over and walk across the yards. Yeah, walk through people's yards (laughs) just to get home. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Hmm. But it was fun living back there. Yeah. We had fun neighbors. Rented that house out. Yeah, enjoyed that. Yeah, we had fun neighbors that uh, we used to party with a lot and they had kids. So Peyton made friends. They were. The first friends Peyton made kind of on her own, okay. which was really cool to see because up until then it was like, oh, we're going to go hang out with our friends that also have kids. Yeah. yeah. What is that like? It's going back again, but uh, having a kid. <laughs> it's. I mean, you know it's coming. Yeah. But. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, through every like painful moment of not sleeping or getting puked on or watching her sick. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It is the absolute best thing ever. Is it like everybody says the second she was born, you're like, Oh, it's my kid. Yeah. Yay. It's, it's <laughs> certainly different for a woman, but yeah. for a man, there's, there's a little bit of a disconnect until you actually physically yeah. hold this child that is 100% dependent on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. We got my cat as a kitten, so 
It's exactly it. the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's, uh... it is very similar, except you can't leave a kid home for a day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not until she's older. So what about, how did music play a role in parenting? Um, <laughs> I recently found a video uh, that you or Steph sent me, like Peyton trying to like play drums, and Steph kept trying to get her to say, Justin, come be in my band or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and when you guys lived in the apartment, I got things like that. Yep. <laughs> I, uh, so because I'm a musician, I will get my kids any instrument they want. Yeah. I don't care. Drums, <laughs> piano, guitar, bass, a harp. I don't care what. I'll get it. Were you ever able to sell her on anything? Does she um, ever pick anything up now? Nope, no. she didn't. I bought her a, you know, when she was really little, we bought her a toy drum set. And she played it all the time. Just would just bang on it though. Yeah. And then so I was like, all right, next Christmas I'm gonna get her a real one, but a miniaturized. So I did, tuned it all up, had cymbals, it it was a legit drum set. And she had no interest. So then she was like, Well, I want a bass. So I got her this short scale electric bass and uh no interest <laughs> at all. <laughs> But that's okay. I still have the bass. I play it every now and then. When did you get a bass? Not till yeah. ninth grade. I know, right? Wait till she's a teenager. I know. No, you can't have any musical instruments. <laughs> um, did you guys ever, obviously I know there was health issues concerned with this question, but did you guys ever consider or talk about having a second kid? Uh, we had talked about it. I was really nervous. Because of finances. <laughs> well, not only because of finances, but her doctor was like, the chance gave some crazy high percent that she would lose the baby and there'd be crazy health complications. And if she oh. was able to carry it, she wouldn't be able to work yeah. for, for months. Bedridden essentially. Yeah, yeah. Essentially bedridden. Yeah. And I don't know how we would have ever done that okay. with the money we made, uh, having a toddler running around yeah. me working. I, I don't, I don't know how it, I don't No idea how that would have worked. Yeah. I just I didn't know if you guys yeah. ever talked about it. No, and there's also a huge risk that she wouldn't survive yeah. being pregnant or giving birth, which puts a damper on plans. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I I didn't want to do it. Yeah. And sure. we talked about it. We agreed. And yeah. And Peyton's an only child. Mm-hmm. Um. So you buy your house. Yep. We buy the house. Works um, going good. Yeah. Peyton's in school. Yep. We bought the house and had to redo it in, I want to say a month and a half. What do you mean by that? So it was move-in ready, but it was from the 70s. Like the people who lived there were 100. Okay. So everything was really old and really dirty. Yeah. So we ripped up all the carpet, um, and it had like wood paneling on one of the walls. It was a lot of cosmetic stuff. Yeah, it was all cosmetic yeah. stuff. You didn't have to like replumb the house or No, anything. no, no, yeah. certainly not. But we wanted all that done before we moved in. Okay. So it would be, we would both work every day and then go to the house. And then when it got a little too late for Peyton, Steph would take Peyton home. I would stay at the house working until 10 or 11 and then go back to the house we lived in and then do do it all over. That took what? Six weeks. Uh, yeah. It took about six weeks. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. It's a rough six weeks. Yeah. But it was all right though. But then you move in. Yeah. Move in. Everything's good. Um, what's, what's the next Uh, mark on that timeline? (laughs) Well, before we moved into the house, uh, Steph's dad passed away and that was really hard on both of us because I'm not very close with my parents. Uh, I think it's partly because my dad had to work all the time just to keep food on the table. And my mom was essentially working during the day, cooking meals. And I was just running the streets with my friends. Yeah. Um, so I got a lot of support from Steph's parents right away. Okay. Like when we talked about going back to school, Steph's dad was like, absolutely, uh, help you out doing whatever, watch the kid, whatever you need. Yeah. He was very supportive. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so he passed away pretty unexpectedly and it was really hard. Well, she was super close with her dad too. Oh yeah. Yeah. She was a daddy's girl. Yeah. They were very close. Um, how how much were your parents around, like, as far as watching Peyton and stuff? They weren't. No? No. So I don't think they've 
they tried to watch out at some point or we didn't have a falling out but i've never been i've never really been all that close with them like if i when uh when we got divorced i needed somewhere to live yeah they took me in right away yeah there was no questions about it i know if i need something i can call them and ask but there's not like a strong emotional no okay i mean i love my parents yeah yeah. and they love me certainly yeah but we don't we've never been really emotional with each other like dinners every night where you're all discussing your days and no okay (laughs) certainly not yeah looking back i wish we would have had that stuff yeah well it's i think it's crazy like erica's parents uh eric's family they did that every night and i was like what that's so weird yeah i didn't grow up (laughs) like that i remember i remember there'd be times when mom was like all right we're all having dinner together yeah this be like happening. you missed out on the brownie and the kid cuisine because that shit <laughs> right? was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. I didn't no, that's okay. Derail. Uh, so Steph's dad passed. Yep. And that. That was awful. Yeah. That was that was the worst. And then um, it took a long time for Steph to come around and kind of be herself again. Yeah. She just got depressed and. Yeah, she got real depressed. I'm, but we both did. I mean, yeah. we both pulled it together for Peyton and uh and for Steph's mom yeah. I mean, we both helped Steph's mom out a lot and that was the first well yeah that was the first parent between the mm-hmm. two of you yeah. yeah yep yeah that was real rough but uh I thought we came through it but it turns out that uh I was wrong what does that mean <laughs> uh well, we ended up getting divorced but like what's leading up to that because uh, you when you move into the house, things are good. Yeah, yeah. Seems things were uh, things were good, but I don't really know. Like looking back, it's hard to see one specific moment. Yeah, it's usually a gradual thing. Yeah, it's not like a flip of a switch. Yeah, like it just it turned into like it's bedtime. Um, Peyton's in bed. I'm going to bed. Steph would just be up for hours. Okay. And not in bed. That, that's looking back. That's that was the first sign that I saw. Okay. And uh, we we tried counseling. Yeah. And that that didn't really work. Um, I, I always felt that she didn't really put the effort into it, which is fine because she was unhappy. If you don't want to put that effort into it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's okay. And this all started really going down when you bought the new house? Um, probably about four. Four years after, oh, I want to so say. Oh, after you were in the house for a while. Yeah, we were in the house for a while. Okay. Yeah. And and then it was just normal living, like school, homework, work, Yeah. play music down the street with some people every now and then, uh, the occasional gig with uh, Jimmy T. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, hang out with our friends on the weekends. That's. So you're in the house for four years, though. Mm-hmm. Life is working like clockwork. Yeah. Um, I, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the distance just starts growing. Yep. Distance started growing. Counseling. Lack of communication. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we tried counseling that didn't didn't really seem to work. Okay. What's the? I mean, when do you guys decide? Like, all right, we need to at least take a break. If uh, like, you know. no, it was decided divorce. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no taking a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we decided that uh, Steph was going to move out, and uh, we would just split custody. And so I said, all right, you can live here uh, rent-free since I'm going to have to pay for this place by myself. Yeah, Might as well just start right now. That way you can save money, buy furniture, whatever you need, first and last month's rent somewhere. And uh, so she did that, and she moved out in, like, January. What's it like, obviously you don't know what it's like, but like, what are you guys like around Peyton? Um, we, we got along okay. during all that and fr- especially in front of Peyton. Yeah. I mean, she slept in a different room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we never really fought around Peyton. Okay. Um, and then what's that like? I mean, what's going through your head? Cause this is someone you've been with for. Yeah. Since we were living together when I was 18. Steph was not, the yeah, first was person that I ever opened up with. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean. It was it was horrible. Decades. Yeah. yeah. It was 
the most devastating thing I've ever been through. Yeah. For sure. It's still fresh. Yeah. It still hurts a lot. <laughs> so keep talking. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, no, I, it's just, uh, yeah, that's a, a devastating thing. And it's, it's, I don't think it's something that people, and I might, maybe I'm alone at this. I've learned in therapy sometimes when I'm like, well, you know, everyone always says, and, and my therapist always like, everyone doesn't think that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit yeah. uh but you know like if i think when you're in a relationship like once in a while you're gonna get in a big fight about something mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. it happens <laughs> um and then like a worst case scenario thought that i've like divorce sounds like a worst case scenario especially yeah. coming from i mean i have parents that got divorced so that was always like the you know in the back of your head, you always want to do better than your parents. Well, yep. if I'm going to do better than my parents, I can't get divorced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, or like, I have to be a better father. Uh, you know, there's these checklists that I want to do yep. better than my parents. Um, so I just, uh, that's a fear. That's always a fear of mine. No matter how good our relationship is, that's going to be something in the back of my head. Yeah, because then even after, like, we talked about it until she moved out, it never really set in that this was yeah. a thing that was going to happen. And then afterwards, I felt like such a failure. Yeah. And it's such a letdown. It was rough. Yeah. Um, what's what's it like switching gears from husband to, like, father during that time? Um, it was hard. Peyton was upset a lot. Yeah. But uh, the fact that she saw us still getting along made it easier on her and when she could tell that uh things were a little because we didn't always get along yeah and when she could tell that mom and dad were not getting along i could tell in her behavior and how she acted about anything that she she was feeling Yeah. yeah it was rough um but you guys now have split custody yeah yeah essentially okay okay this next question is serious, but also funny, but also serious. <laughs> okay. I apologize. <laughs> what is it like being of our generation in your thirties and being single again? <laughs> like having to deal oh, with so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's also, I think it's also partly me because I don't like going to the bars. Yeah. It's not a scene. But I've... does that happen still? Yes. Because like I in my in my head, it's this space age of dating where it's all fucking apps. Oh, that's and like that's how it was media. also, and those are terrible. Yeah, those are absolutely terrible. <laughs> I hated it. Swiping. Yeah, it it just feels so impersonal. Yeah, and fake. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for a very short amount of time, okay. and it was like, this is awful. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I, I, struggled to picture you in that yeah it was not yeah i gave up on that real quick yeah um so you start dating someone though yeah so i started dating uh this girl katie um and initially i just was looking for friends to hang out with because being home alone was was terrible yeah and i could only spend so much time on jimmy's couch hanging out (laughs) Uh, so I reached out to a few people I hadn't talked to in a long time and Katie was one of them. How do you know her? Um, so Katie was friends with, uh, Steph's sister, Nikki and Nikki was around all the time and all of her friends. And Katie was one of the few friends that I didn't find extremely annoying. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, yeah. We had similar tastes in movies and music and so you got along. Yeah. We, her and I got along. Uh, yeah. so I think the first time we hung out, like I invited her to play trivia so with, uh, me and Mark and my friend Ryan. And she brought one of her friends, Josh. Along. I know Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. And we hung out a few times and just but, as friends. Yeah. And then eventually I asked her out on a date. What was and that it was like? So weird. <laughs> so so weird. Weird. And it wasn't her fault. Yeah. It was weird because you were asking uh, yeah, someone out. Because asking the first someone time out for the first years. time. Yeah. That's why it was weird. Yeah. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Was that? I mean, was part of that? This is where the romanticizing songwriter in me. I'm like, but that sounds kind of like that first. You know, that first like 
the meeting, like the awkwardness, the starting to like somebody, like yeah. that phase. Because that phase, like, you're never going to have that phase again unless you're single. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, as somebody, as like a musician, pick your brain as a muse. Like, But like, what is what is that like? So like that, because it's got to be well, it's different. unfamiliar at best. I think it is certainly <laughs> unfamiliar. Because I remember the feeling with Steph and it was different with Katie because I was also going through... Uh, so much divorce stuff, like losing my best friend and stuff like that. So yes, I had the feeling like in your stomach, like I, it's like what it is like not in your stomach, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like this girl. That's so weird and unfamiliar. How do you, how do you handle that? It it was very strange. (laughs) Didn't inspire any songs. Um, no, I didn't start. Mm, yeah a little bit yeah i know the divorce inspired some yes divorce divorce certainly did billy wrote some killers (laughs) i like them sad bastard they are super sad but they're great (laughs) well thank you (laughs) um yeah you got into switch to music real quick but you got into some some sad music during that time you introduced me to a couple bands yeah so i got to a point where i was completely vulnerable and I couldn't see a way out of being like that. And I'd never been like that ever. Um, but there was just no wall to put up in front of anyone. Yeah. I just physically couldn't do it. It's Um, exhausting. yeah, Yeah. I just didn't have it in me. So I had to figure out how to get all these feelings out. So I was like, Oh, well I'll try and write a song. Let's see what happens. And I did. Is it weird when you start dating Katie, like the fact that she knows you're like it was soon to be soon to be or then at that point was uh, it she was soon ex, to be oh, soon to be yeah. ex wife. Yeah, Seth had been out before I took Katie on a date. Uh, it had been maybe six, seven, six or seven months since Steph and I had decided to split okay and then steph had been out for over a month okay maybe almost two yeah did you and katie ever talk about it like was it weird for her yeah it oh i'm i'm certain it was weird for her her and i talked about it and uh i i told her right away it's like i don't know what i want what is gonna happen let's just take things slow if you're cool with that and see what happens yeah and she's like yeah absolutely She's like, I have no expectations. I was like, that's good because I can't give you any. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so you start dating Katie. Mm-hmm. I met Katie. Yeah, I met Katie. Katie. <laughs> um, and that's going well. Yeah, it was it was tons of fun. Yeah. We hung out. I introduced to her some uh, cool sad bastard music. <laughs> <laughs> she was very she was very supportive. Yeah. Uh, more so as a friend than than as a girlfriend. That's good. Yeah, which was it was exactly what I needed. She was like in her I remember her telling me something like I don't know where this will go and if it doesn't go anywhere that's okay, but you're a good person and I enjoy spending time with you. So even if we're only friends, like if if romantically this doesn't work yeah. and we're only friends, I'll still be here. And you can talk to me and stuff like that. That's nice. Yeah, it was really nice. It's like a perfect person to have at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> she was exactly, she came along at the exact right time. Um, so what does that develop into? Um, we dated for a long time. And then we we broke up here and there. Okay. Just like any new yeah, relationship. Yeah. I mean, Steph and I did the same thing in the beginning. Uh, did you have... Uh, leash is not the right word (laughs) but like i guess tolerance wise like was your level of tolerance for bullshit a lot less like yeah but there was i didn't really get much bullshit with katie okay she was it was really easy to be with her that's good and that's i mean we're we're getting close to the present timeline yeah (laughs) and now present timeline is uh 
I still write sad bastard songs, <laughs> but I'm about to have a son with Katie. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, when is your... Oh, it's a son? Yeah. Are you super excited? Yeah, he was due <laughs> yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was yeah. my next question. Yep. So he does not want to leave the womb he uh super warm in there it is a shit show outside right yeah it's awful out here he can tell uh so we go to the doctor tuesday to talk about eviction (laughs) that's katie's words not even mine i I wish they would medically i know take those words (laughs) yeah um well that's exciting are you excited yeah very um what is that dynamic um so Katie and I get along fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and well, I like you just said, she said she would be, she wants to be that person for you, whether it's yeah as a friend or yeah. Katie and I, we're, we're great together. Yeah. Um, we have a ton of fun hanging out together. Uh, she's super easy to be around and same with her family. So it's going to be, I think it'll be pretty smooth. Yeah. For like a, a situation that wasn't planned. Couple friends co-parenting. Yeah. 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 It's good. That's good. It's good. Um, it would be, it could be so much worse. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, I can leave this out, but has Peyton come to come around to it at all yet? No. Okay. Because no. I know she was not happy about I it. I can talk about it. Yeah. She saw Katie. Katie came over and picked up some baby stuff. Okay. So I was like, Peyton needs to see your fucking belly. Yeah. She needs to see that this is a real thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And yeah, Peyton was super cool about it. Katie brought her a birthday card with a gift and Peyton was super polite and took it and said, thank you. Yeah. It was, went better than I expected. That's good. Yeah. Step in the right direction. Yes, absolutely. And you never know once the kid is actually out. Yeah. I mean, how could you not love a baby? Well, it's it's It's, your brother too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like that's, that's the thing I think that will be. Uh, I like accepted eventually. Yeah. You know, cause... it's going to take a little bit for her oh, to yeah. come to terms with like, this is part of my dad. Yeah. And my dad's not a piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. He is, uh, but uh, what are you thinking about for the future? I am going to be either Joining another band, but uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, Mm, sort of oh <laughs> uh nope my next step is uh either buying a house or renting okay somewhere with three bedrooms cool one for me one for oliver one for Peyton. Oh, he's got a name already too yep. oliver red perkins look at that yeah what did i skip anything um <laughs> you wanted to talk about so music now maybe What's going on with music now? So What's I still the band write. That you might <laughs> so I've been sending my songs to different musicians to try and see what can come of it. Is this uh, is this like thirst trap? Are you just <laughs> <laughs> well? So <laughs> was I supposed to respond differently when oh, you I sent don't know. me yours? I don't know because I made a techno no, you remix. St- no, you. Oh. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. No, so I. I send I send songs to you every time I write one. Yeah. Just because I mean you write songs you you know you know me. Yeah. Um, so uh, the songs that I have I went and played with a full band, two oh. different full bands. That's cool. Uh, just like to as see you the sound. front person of the band. Yeah. So What's I got that together like? with. Oh, I it's so strange. Yeah. Because I never want to be like all right let's do this. Yeah. I'm always like. Just tell me what to play. Well, it's funny because you say that you say I'm like you know you're the passive guy, but at the same time you got some fucking opinions about that shit. I do. I certainly (laughs) do. I I don't think you're. I think you want to be that guy, but you also don't want to like say anything. Yeah, you want to write it in a note and pass it. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm a dick when it comes to music. It's fun for sure. Yeah. So I got together with. uh, I want to try it out with someone I feel super comfortable with first. Yeah. Uh, So I got together with Dan Bernard. Nice. And then someone he's been playing music with this guy adam okay and uh yeah i brought my guitar over and like sang and played and dan played drums adam played bass and it was really cool that's cool so i was like all right let's try it with other people so i got together with steve and rob and this dude aaron and we did it again and it was great rob shannon oh yeah yeah he's still playing drums 
he plays drums if you all go to him seven times a year okay <laughs> over at steve's house like when gm shut down and he's not working second shift he okay. can go over there so yep and then i just sent them to dustin and then i sent them to this dude andy that's cool yep yeah that's i, I would, oh god i would pay to i would literally pay i would pay the cover to see you as a front man i want i really want to play out i'll tell you what if you want to do it i'll go i'll go before you and i'll just like purposefully play terribly (laughs) and so people have to sit through two terrible (laughs) sets is that what you're saying i see what you did there okay okay (laughs) no I'm, i'm gonna do it eventually i don't know when i want to i still notice when i play my songs that there are spots where it doesn't quite sound right when i sing like yeah. i'm pushing or pulling a little too much so i i want to figure that out a little more nice yeah it's a it's a journey yeah <laughs> well cool yeah man I, I don't have anything else cool we're caught up we are caught up <laughs> i'm gonna yeah i got nothing all right cool thanks for being here yeah thanks buddy thanks for telling me everything this was cool um, yeah, this is see it's it's no big deal. No, not at all. I'm super <laughs> proud of this, man. You're doing Thanks. fantastic things here. This is really cool. I love it. Yeah. All right, you just listened to my interview with my friend Billy. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I was it's funny, I was just talking about Girl Scout cookies at the beginning of this episode. And then it occurred to me that I used to get all of my Girl Scout cookies from Peyton, Billy's daughter. Not this year. Maybe she's not in Girl Scouts anymore. Maybe I just didn't get the phone call. Who knows? But I've spent far too much money on cookies over the last few years. Seems to be a theme of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I really hope you guys enjoyed that. And it's amazing um, the use of music in essentially therapy for um, myself and obviously for Billy and the things that he's gone through with his divorce and his child and now his second child who has now been born happy to report shortly after we recorded that Oliver was born. I've yet to meet Oliver. Uh, I was supposed to go over there last weekend. Didn't get a chance. Not important right now. Uh, but thank you so much for, uh, sitting down with me, Billy. You know, he was actually, and I don't know, I think I deleted this from the beginning of the episode, but initially I texted him and said, you don't want to be interviewed for this podcast, do you? And he said, nope. Um, and I asked him what changed his mind, and he said therapy. Um, going to therapy kind of changed his mind and opened him up to being interviewed. And I'm really glad that that happened because it was it was a great interview and a lot of fun to sit down with him. And we have, we've always have a good time together. So thank you, Billy, and thank you guys for listening. I love all of you. Thank you so much, um, all the shares and recommendations you guys are giving on Facebook and Instagram, uh, telling your friends about it. I I keep hearing about this and I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you haven't yet, please check out Apple podcast app or Facebook and leave a review or recommendation, uh, whether you just want to tap a few stars or you want to leave an actual like word for word review up to you, but either one of those would be greatly appreciated. And thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week, six months been doing this 26 interviews and i already have another bunch recorded uh march is going to be insane uh, i'm really really excited for march a lot of amazing guests uh, i think you'll be really surprised and very very pleased so thank you so much for february and for the other five months that we've been doing this i can't believe it's been six months already that's crazy thank you thank you thank you if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at justinsfriendrequest at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook and Instagram at friendrequestpod or on Twitter, friendrequestjl. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Please keep supporting the podcast. It means the world to me. Thank you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>